Hello and welcome to the One Fit Woman podcast. I am your coach Aileen and today is episode number nine. So I'm going to get straight into it as usual. Um, I'm going to just go for a few um, questions that I have written and then I'm just going to cover some of the things that people have mentioned this week. So first of all, number one, being hard on yourself. So it can be really or is really easy to talk badly to ourselves, self-talk or self-criticism, self-doubt. So things such as, I can't do anything right, Um, I can't do this, I'm such a failure, etc. These are sort of some of the things that go through our mind, that self-talk. This behaviour is really easy to do when we don't meet tasks or the standards that we have set for ourselves. So what I mean by that is that when we have goals and plans and things that we want to do and we don't do them for whatever reason, it's really easy to talk down to ourselves. And the solutions that I've got here for this are going to be things like making sure that your actions and behaviours match your goals or the standards that you have actually set for yourself. So... Some of the things that are actually in our control. So when we're talking specifically about um, uh, fat loss or building muscle or health goals, they're going to be things like planning, planning your week. What do you want to achieve this week? Even writing daily or weekly non-negotiables. This week, my non-negotiables will be going for a daily walk, doing two workouts, and writing my food in my fitness pal. Those things, no matter what happens this week, I'm going to find the time to get those things done. Um, and then obviously other things are tracking, steps, workouts. Um, and by doing this, by actually doing what we say we're going to do, we can avoid that self-loathing behaviour. So now, staying on a similar topic... I wanted to just go through something that we can do. So we're going to try to give ourselves non-physical compliments. Okay, so these are things that are completely unrelated to our physical appearance. Okay, so you can think of things that you do such as, I always show up for people around me. I make others and myself feel valued. I always make time for others. I have a great sense of humour. I'm honest and I have a kind heart. So just saying things like this that are completely not related to how you look or how you, how you look physically. You know, because all of us probably do a lot of those things, if not all of them, for our family, for our friends, maybe for people at work, uh, maybe for even someone at the store, you know, when they've got one item and you're in the queue with your trolley and then... You let them go, you know. Just all of the things that we do on a regular basis that are not related to our physical appearance, if we just sit down and think of those things, that can make us feel really good and really valued. So just looking at that, um, rather than focusing everything on how you look physically, because there's a lot more to us than our appearance. Okay, next... um, Number three, alcohol and fat loss. So how alcohol can inhibit fat loss 
if you're somebody that likes to go out regularly and have drinks, okay, going out for drinks once a week is not probably going to inhibit you too much provided that you're not, you know, really over consuming. But I just wanted to cover this. So the calories in alcohol are empty calories. It just means that we're just drinking additional calories or additional energy, okay? So that's all going to add up to taking us above our calorie requirements really, really easily. When we drink alcohol, we make poor, poor food choices because our inhibitions go and we no longer care about the things that are necessarily important to us as much as we do when we're not under the influence of alcohol. Um, for poor food choices after, so I always say to people, because people, clients often message me and say, hey, I've got this big event or a barbecue or a night out, like how am I gonna manage it? And I usually say to them, right, one of the main things to do is for the next day, have in the fridge already your food planned, okay? So if you really like to eat pasta with a hangover or a burger, like making sure that you've got these things in that are homemade, that are gonna be within your requirements, but you're still gonna enjoy when you have that next day hangover, okay? Because the next day it's easy to wake up feeling hungover, drag ourselves out of bed and go somewhere and eat um, food out or order things in that are just gonna take us above our calories. And then instead of having one day where we've gone maybe off track a little bit drinking, it can go to the next day. And then it can even go on to three days because we haven't prepared because we were too hungover. So just being prepared for that next day and then, and, and then the days after um, is really useful advice. Okay, next. Okay, so I can't read what I've written. Oh, okay, I can. I've written loddy instead of body. Okay, your body uh, promises... Oh, sorry, it doesn't say that. Your body prioritises um, burning off or removing alcohol from your system. Okay, so when we've drunk alcohol, our body will prioritise burning or metabolising the alcohol as opposed to all of the other macronutrients that we have. So we, we tend to put burning the energy that we've eaten aside and that can get stored as fat along with the alcohol calories. So that's also why drinking regularly inhibits us to actually metabolise the food that we're eating and then we're adding more calories on top of that. Um, so basically, this means that you might end up storing fat, um, which is the excess from the additional calories from the alcohol, and it's really, really easily done. Your body is too busy metabolizing alcohol through your liver to metabolize or burn fats, carbs, and protein. So that's just something else to keep in mind. It's not just a feeling of feeling a little bit shitty the next day after drinking alcohol. It's actually having an effect on your body. Overconsumption of alcohol, so really regularly drinking a lot, can cause alcoholic fatty liver. So this is when your body stores and metabolizes, it changes the way your body stores and metabolizes other macronutrients, okay? So as I've just discussed previously, this is not beneficial for fat loss. We want our bodies to be burning or metabolizing the food that we are consuming and utilizing that within the body and for the energy expenditure that we have. We don't want to be having additional um, calories from alcohol or our body prioritizing only burning the calories from alcohol, which is what happens. So once in a while or once a week, 
probably won't have too much of a negative impact, but if you're doing that regularly, it's something that you need to consider. Oh, also I've written here, it goes on. It will negatively impact your sleep as well. And sleep is really important. And that leads me on to the next topic of sleep. Why is prioritizing sleep so important for fat loss? So first of all, it can um, increase, so lack of sleep can increase your desire to eat more. Sleep deprivation causes your body to respond by excreting more of the hormones ghrelin and leptin. These are your hunger hormones. So one will say you have enough energy or food on board so you can stop eating now. That's that signal. And one says you need more food and these can become resistant, causing you to overeat. So basically that signal isn't there um, or working as well when we have sleep deprivation or lack of sleep. So what can you do? Because this is a big problem for everybody. Um, we stay up too late watching another episode on Netflix or looking or scrolling through our phones or whatever it may be. And it's really important that we try to think, actually, I need to plan and prioritize my sleep. It's gonna benefit me massively on a weight loss journey. So number one, have a sleep routine. We wanna be turning off devices one to two hours before bed because obviously the light in that signals to us that it's still a time to be awake when it's actually not. Um, another really good one is to avoid caffeine, caffeine from 11 a.m. to 12 noon. That's right, that sounds super early, but apparently if you have um, a shot of coffee or cappuccino or whatever at 12 noon, a quarter of that can still be rattling around in your, your brain and keeping you awake at midnight. So a quarter of that is still present. So we want to reduce that. So after 11 a.m. or 12 noon, having decaf. So buy yourself some decaf, take a decaf at Starbucks, whatever it is, tastes exactly the same and it should help you to get a good night's sleep. Avoiding larger meals before bed um, because we don't want our body to be actively digesting meals when we're trying to sleep it's going to keep us awake okay so just thinking about that as well having your meals at an appropriate time that's um, long enough to digest enough so that you can get a good night's sleep then things such as practicing meditation and deep breathing will help you to feel relaxed help to calm the mind and also help you to sleep better also reading um, and other de-stressing activities only before bed less than five to six hours sleep can cause the most weight gain so seven hours is okay but it is optimal to sleep for eight hours plus okay um, other benefits of good sleep include improved focus and memory and then reduced anxiety and depression can make you feel happier have more energy it's good for your heart and it makes you feel really good to have a good night's sleep. You, you get up the next day, you're ready to go, ready to face the day and tackle anything that uh, life has to um, throw at you. Okay, and then this brings me now to um, just a lot of people didn't ask any questions. Obviously, I've worked with most people now for six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, People that did the last program were on about 10 weeks together, so you've already asked a lot of the questions that you have. Um, so anyway, here we go. So the main things that I'm getting at the moment are, why am I not losing weight? So, um, and then other people are talking about how the, the, a, a lack of motivation perhaps now 
and I just wanted to cover some of the things for that. So if you're not losing weight, if it's only been from one to two weeks and everything you're doing is consistent, don't worry. Just try to um, double down on the things that you need to do to make sure you're doing everything really well. And perhaps if you did that, you may find that you would get back into more uh, negative energy balance and your weight would start to come down. So if we're not losing weight, it does mean after one to two weeks, or usually we leave it three weeks, so I'm just going back on myself. If you haven't lost any weight for three weeks and you have been consistently, so you have to ask yourself this question and be super honest with yourself. Have I done everything needed to get the result that I want? Or am I disappointed because... I didn't lose weight, but I also am disappointed because I didn't do the things needed. So the things needed are going to be hitting your protein targets, staying within your calories seven days a week, okay? Um, remember that if you go out for a meal and that meal can easily take you, depending on what you choose, three, 4,000 calories over your limit or, or over your allowance. And then that means that you're no longer in a calorie deficit. And yes, you wouldn't lose that weight, weight that week, potentially by just going out and having burger and fries in a dessert at a restaurant burger and fries at a restaurant can be upwards of a thousand calories but burger and fries made at home can be five or six hundred okay so just keeping that in mind um, if you're not losing weight after three weeks you're not in a calorie deficit okay you're not in a negative energy balance and we need to just go back to that honest question first of all okay i did everything correctly i did it every day um, I did all the things that I needed. I didn't lose weight. Okay, that means that there is an option for you to look at the amount of calories that you're consuming. But don't look at the amount of calories you're consuming and bring it down because you didn't lose weight, but you also didn't do the things that were needed. I hope that that makes sense. We don't reduce our calories unless we have consistently and honestly been hitting all of the targets that we have to make that happen. All of those process goals, those things that we need to do each day. Um, so we just make sure that we... First of all, check in with ourselves, self-assess and be honest. Okay. I'm just going to change the page because my book ran out. I was writing the notes. Okay. Um, yeah, so I just covered all of that. And then finally, be patient. Don't quit. Get good sleep. Eat 100 grams or more of protein per day. Eat more veggies be consistent, okay? Um, next, after you overeat, okay, so obviously people that are saying that they have been finding it difficult to stay on track this this time around, um, there will be times that you have overeaten for whatever reason that may be. And I just wanted to let you know that if you do have an episode or you just overeat, then this is some of the advice that I have to give you. The first thing that we do if we overeat is we do not restrict ourselves after. So very often people might um, overconsume food and then be like, oh my God, I'm never gonna reach my goals. And then maybe the next day go, right, I'm gonna eat. And I don't know what precisely, but something that's really restrictive and really limiting. So you'll eat food for that day that you don't really like it's really really simple and basic you might even try to have really small portions or not eat much at all now what that will do is only give you the urge to eat more again because you've restricted yourself and what we want to do is just get back on track the next day no guilt no shame 
just getting back on track with the things that we we were doing before we overate okay so we don't do any restrictions if you want to if this is something that happens to you regularly and you overeat and then you feel bad and then you think that you'll restrict to make up for it you can perhaps try to visualize what happened so you want to do this when you're in a calm place and you're feeling um, perhaps back to normal again nice and relaxed and think about it right before I did that like what was it that triggered me what was the the point where I decided that I didn't want to stay on my usual plan and I wanted to overeat was it because you'd been restricting before um, so when you're calm just think um, and you're in control what triggered me to do that um, what was the stressor what was the factor um, and then from there we might be able to make some changes or next time we get that feeling again we can go oh hey hang on a minute I was expecting this to happen I'm not going to fall for it this time I'm going to stay on track it's going to make me feel much better after I don't want to go through having those feelings of um, feeling shame or guilt from overeating so I'm going to just stay with the program um, so what we can do is, as I said, visualize the past when you were calm and in control and keep that feeling or remember it to come back to you when you need to next time something triggers you, okay? So obviously something triggers us and then our mind tells us, oh, I'm just going to sod it, I'm just going to go to the fridge and eat this, this and this. And then while we're eating it, maybe we feel some sense of relief. But then as soon as we finish, we feel guilt or shame, sometimes, not all the time. And we just need to remember the feelings when we are in control and when we do feel calm so that we can come back to those next time we feel um, that we're like this. Okay, so next, I've just gone through, I'm not losing weight. Now, weight loss is slow. So some people have said that, but they have, some people have said that it hasn't bothered them at all. Like they're happy for it to be slow because they know that it's still coming down. You know, weight loss isn't really fast and it isn't really slow it's if you lose a little bit of weight then that's how it works basically we use we lose little bits over a, a period of time so if we lose you know 200 grams a week for a year at the end of the year as i understand it's around off the top of my head my math's not that great it, it's just over 11 kilos i believe that's pretty impressive to, to lose less than one kilo a month, okay, 800 grams a month. So if you get on the scale and you've lost 100 grams or 200 grams, no worries, because if you were able to get through that last week and you felt happy and it was sustainable, then perhaps that's how your weight loss journey is gonna go. If you feel that you wanted to or could improve some things, then maybe that will be more, and then the result might take you less time to get. But let's not, let's not think that success is having big drops each week. I know that it's, people feel like when they get on the scale and it, it, they've, they've lost a kilo or whatever in a week, they feel happy and joyful with that. But you know, every little bit that you do is working towards your goal, okay? Weight loss isn't successful if it happens in four or five or six, eight weeks, no. It doesn't have to be like that, you know. We really should be normalizing this as a process of learning and understanding how it works and seeing what is sustainable for us over time because if we're trying to do things that aren't sustainable for us then we stop and we need that time 
to get our, our result because it's never going to be something that happens really quickly and I'm sure as you all know now the daily um, ups and downs of, of life and um, you know wanting to go out not being planned having lack of sleep and all of these things add up so let's not give ourselves a hard time and if we lose 100 grams in a week or 200 grams or even if we maintain over a week that is still success okay so please don't give yourself a hard time and then finally not feeling motivated so I've talked about this quite a lot in the past and I'll just go over it really quickly not feeling motivated is usually um, I don't want to is it a symptom usually not feeling motivated is because we haven't done the actions that we need to do to feel motivated to continue to do them so yes in the beginning getting back on track or finding that motivation might be a little bit of a, a struggle a bit of a push and a pull but once we do wake up like get the bowl out put oats in, put milk in have a banana with it right boom we're ready to start the day okay i feel great i've done the first meal right let's get on to the second. Oh, i've got 15 minutes before i have to pick the kids up i've got 15 minutes before should i sit on my butt and look at instagram which i do all the time or should I just quickly nip out and take a 10 minute walk and get 1,200 steps in? That will feel much better and that will help you to feel more motivated to do it again because obviously there are benefits to exercising, there are benefits to eating well. It makes us feel good and makes us want to do it more, okay? So getting motivation comes from action, all right? So just remember, I don't feel motivated. What can I do right now to make myself feel motivated? Okay, I'm going to get out there, I'm going to do a 10 minute walk around the block. I'm going to sit down and write and prepare my meals. That will give you a real sense of achievement. Right, I'm going to go to the store, I'm going to do an online order. Whatever that thing is that you need to get yourself moving and back again, back in the game, just do one of those things and then hopefully you will feel motivated again because motivation comes from taking action there's no other way to to get it i'm afraid and i think that that is it yeah i read that a bit a bit backwards but we got there in the end all right thank you so much for listening if you have any other questions you can come to my instagram page at one fit woman or i have another one at alien grand pt i also have my facebook group the private group for the people that are in my coaching program. Um, there's also another group for my one-to-one clients and the regular, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on. And my open Facebook group, which is at One Fit Woman. Um, I hope you all have a great day. Please hit me up with any questions that you have and I will be speaking to you all soon.